blood in my eye. What the fuck did we hit? Well, that was the one. You know what a binding spell is. It stops it from getting too far away from, from its owner. Pulls it back. Owner? Owns a wand. Excited to be back, man. Oh, it's been a minute. Oh, yeah. We need to get a little bit more consistent with it, but uh, I think we're going to pick up our pace eventually. You know, we all got lives outside of meanwhile, so. Yeah, well, uh, you've been doing all kind of, you know, stuff. I've been doing all kind of stuff. And we were really late on putting out our reviews for Stranger Things 2 and Star Wars The Last Jedi. But we feel like they're both a solid episodes. People said they like them, so um, appreciate that. And also, if you really did like them, please give us a review and all that goodness. Uh, as, as people say across every podcast you listen to, I'm sure every review helps, even if it's telling us how much you wish we were doing something different. So Yeah, even uh, if we suck, please let us know that we suck. Um, I hope that's not the case. Yeah, we hope it's not the case, <laughs> but we take criticism very well, you know. Yeah, we're both, you know, uh, formal writers. I still dabble here and there, and so do you. Uh, but you got to learn to have, uh, you know, real... You got to get used to seeing a lot of red on the paper, essentially. So, exactly. Um, yeah, but the people who have given us feedback really appreciate it. We're going to keep pushing, pushing the podcast forward. Uh, but with that out the way, how about that Black Panther premiere? Man, I heard it was completely um what what do you young people call it now? Lit? <laughs> uh no, not only young people say lit e. Lit oh, okay. So no, the no, old, old lit, people lit, like lit, us lit just e. say lit. Maybe that's what it is. Well, we we are the originators, but you know, oh, okay. whatever. Mm-hmm. There are a couple people who that's a direct shout out to. But anyway, so um yeah, apparently the movie's good. Yeah. I mean it's a lot of people saying that it's good, um and we we're not gonna get on the the pre-ticket sales is like through the roof right now, so it could it has a possibility. To probably, there's been a lot of people talking about it. Um, may possibly have a better open weekend than the than Deadpool, which I really think it will. To be honest with you, um, well, just you know, the African diaspora coming out and supporting, of course, of course it will. Yeah, yeah, we, we in there. So, so yeah, that that movie's gonna do incredibly well, uh, even if it is pretty bad. So yeah, we'll see how things I, go. I mean, it's gonna be up for a sequel, even if the ratings are not that good. Like you said, it's gonna it's gonna get a sequel. Um, yeah, because I'm, I'm expecting because pre ticket sales alone guarantee that it's gonna get a sequel. It's, that is pretty much making its money back. So well, I mean, that's not too shocking. Um, I do think that. Uh, What's exciting for me about this movie and, and seeing the way people talk about it, um, they say it's really, it's full of political intrigue as well. It's a very thoughtful film. And the villain doesn't suck. And they don't have like a fight in the third arc that just interrupts the flow of everything just because you got to, you know, you got to have a big boss fight. Exactly. And and how do you, and, and honestly, you, because of the storyline and the backstory, everything about Black Panther, you can't tell a Black Panther story without some type of political intrigue that's thrown in there. He's a whole king of a of 
you know, a whole fucking country, you know. So well, and also it's it's essentially the way one of the actors put it, um it's a fantasy version of what happens if African nations were left to their own devices to do what they yeah. were gonna do. And for the context of people who don't know um what uh, Wakanda is, the country of Wakanda in the Marvel universe, uh it is the most advanced civilization on earth by like Tens of generations, essentially, from a yeah. technology standpoint. Because of the technology and because of the vibranium. Right. And the vibranium is this metal um, mineral that's only available in the country of Wakanda. And it essentially has like these properties that allow it to do all kinds of stuff. It's as strong as adamantium, the, the hardest metal in the Marvel Universe, that, uh, on Wolverine's claws. It's uh, what makes. Captain America's shield. It does all these other things. I, I can go through this long list. But anyway, yeah. um, they have a lot of uh, geological uh, advantages, um, including the, the mineral stuff, but also they really take advantage of it to like do things that are like just almost Blade Runner kind of stuff. Yeah, and actually exactly. even beyond, because they, they can travel into space and all kind of stuff. And what about the female warriors, though? They so badass. Was it Dora, Dora Milaje? Like, oh, it's, it's so much that's tied in the Black Panther. Like, it's pretty much was the movie that I've been waiting for my whole life. And yeah. and at the same time, the movie that I never thought would have been made. But since we live in the age where we're getting, um, you know, we slowly, it, it's, it, it's, it's taking a while, but getting more representation in these particular type of genres, where, whether it's fantasy or sci-fi, we're kind of um, getting a little bit more outside the limelight of just being portrayed in slave movies or hood movies or a Tyler Perry film. Oh, well, you know, to that point, um, you mentioned, you know, that, uh, you know, you couldn't have seen this film being made uh, if, if you were being asked in the not too distant <clears throat> past, you know, would somebody make a Black Panther film? It's like, yeah, well maybe, but it'd be a crap movie. Um, on that note, I didn't get to see uh, Mary Jane. Or, what, what's it, that movie called? Not Mary Jane. Um, the movie with uh, Taraj P. Henson. I'm sorry. I can't recall the name of it. Um, Proud Mary. Proud Mary. Lord, Mary Jane. <laughs> you, you must have been smoking some Mary Jane. That's what I tell you. No, no. That's hilarious. Um, some. <laughs> Do you Proud think me. you love me, Mary but, Jane? <laughs> well you were saying though know, that um and, and I had noticed this, I sent an article to to you uh with Vox some people from Vox V O X were talking about how the film didn't receive much uh backing from the studio. And you know, there could be all these different reasons why, but you know, one of the obvious things that people brought up was well, it's a woman a black one in particular starring in this action film and nobody wants to see that. But you said, you know, there were parts of it that were enjoyable. Can you speak to that a little bit more? Um, Just about the movie itself? The the movie is, is pretty much a bad movie, if you ask me. Um, I've talked to certain people that enjoyed the movie, but these people are not, um, yeah. You know, they, they like it for, I don't know why they like it, to be honest with you. Um, the script was terrible. The most of the acting outside of Taraji P. Henson was terrible. 
Um, it was kind of the characters' motivations. They seemed pretty weird. And then, like, certain simple stuff, like the lighting, the lighting was bad. And it's, I, I, and it's like, if you, if you, if you're not really looking for anything like that, you might not notice it. But it's like, it was kind of, it was terrible in that sense. And at one point in time, I wasn't sure what type of movie I was watching. Like, what was the mood of the film? And it's an action movie, or I'm assuming it's an action movie, but it literally, I can only think of, Probably two action scenes. In oh, so it had as many action scenes as the Last Jedi. <laughs> I mean, no, nah, Last Jedi got a hell of a lot more action scenes. I think. Okay, but, I, okay, I guess I, you can count. I yeah, guess you can count like, but scene. it's like it's like if you ever see something like uh, that, you know, kind of mix certain genres together, like drama, a little bit of comedy, and a little bit of action, like something like Baby Driver. I don't know if you've seen Baby Drivers before. I want to see Baby Driver so but bad. Baby Driver it. was executed perfectly. It's, it's to me, in my part, as far as the music, as far as the cinematography, the acting, the pacing of the story, the script, the characters, all of that was great. It was beautiful. And I think that Proud Mary had potential to be something greater if it was put in the right person's hands, you know. I can even see Quentin Tarantino taking that same concept or that same character and doing a lot more with that. Um, well, I mean, he, he's a very skilled person in that sort of uh, that sort of character. Like this, it, I mean, and we saw something similar. I was, it's not the same thing at all, but. Um, he would have actually done a different take on Proud Mary. So, for example, if you take a look at, um, I cannot remember her name. Foxy Brown? No, 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 no. Uh, later, where they go around killing everybody. Kill Bill. Thank you. Uh, what was the, what was the uh, Uma Thurman's character? What was her name? The Bride. She didn't have a name. That's what I thought. Okay. So, he could have, he would have put a, an interesting twist. I mean, the thing about characters in general is... There needs to be a draw to who they are, not just that exactly. like their motivation is they're hurt and they're trying to protect somebody like a proud Mary. As far as I'm saying, that's that's kind of her thing. Yeah. Um, or like in Star Wars, one of the reasons I'm so annoyed with the idea that we had to follow Ray and Kylo is like I, I just don't their motivations don't really mean anything to me, and I don't really connect to them in kind of way. And they're not. It's like if you were just describing who they are, they're not particularly interesting people. So they don't. They don't have quirks. They don't have like they don't have a catchphrase. They don't have nothing like that. They just they're like strong in the force, and so that's why we're supposed to give it. Now. So, so I want to kind of tell you. Do you mind if I tell you a little bit, or just talk a little bit more about the plot of Proud Mary? But sure. Uh, so spoilers. So on. yeah, spoiler uh, we alert. This, we don't know how much longer this is gonna go because this is not post. Well, but, I'm just um, I'm just I'm just gonna say one of the main things that that stood out to me was was Mary's motivations was so she's she's a straight up hitman she's an assassin or whatever so the movie starts off where she kills this guy and then she goes in the back room and find out that the guy has a son oh god so the walking dead shit okay yeah so she doesn't kill the son right of course so years go by she's stalking her the son and um what I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I, I said, yeah, like like that was just like some oh of course but like wait but she's stalking the son yeah like she's like stalking him she find out that she's working he's working for this like i guess kind of like this small time crime boss i'm sorry just, just to cut you off one more time all right so 
you said she's stalking and then she found out. So she wasn't normally following him. What initiated her following him? No, she was always following him after she okay, killed the I'm father. Sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, but he, right. I guess not that she found out she was work. He was working with this guy. She knows that he's working with this one guy. Okay. So anyway, she get caught up with all that. She winds up killing the boy's boss to make a long story short because she wanted to free him from his boss, and he's living with her, and the whole time he trying to. She trying to, I guess, protect him because from her killing his boss, it caused like some, I guess, um, so, so some she tension. feels guilty for putting him in that situation because she killed his father in the first place and feel like it's a cycle she put him in. Exactly. And so, okay. what when she kills his boss, it causes tension with her mob family and the family that's connected to the boy's boss. Um, got it. So, and the leader, the head boss of her family is Danny, is Donald, I'm sorry, Danny Glover, who is so weird in this, in this movie, and weird in the sense of, like, Now, okay, are we talking about the dude from Atlanta and Childish Gambino and all that? Huh? No, no, no. I, 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 I get my Glovers mixed up. Are we talking about- No, this about- is, this is Lethal Weapon, Danny Glover. This okay, is, I'm tonight, too old for this okay. shit, Danny Glover, not Donald Glover. Not Childish Gambino. So, yeah. he is like the whole... If you ever watch this movie, anybody watch the movie, please, please tell me, is it just me or is it Danny Glover not really talking? It's like... Oh, you mean like they like they did everything in post? Yeah, like his voice seemed dubbed. Like old Chinese movie dubbed. <laughs> I'm like, the fuck? I said, is this... Is this my... Is his mouth moving? I was so confused, like... So, so that happens. So to make a long story short, it's a bunch of mess thrown into each other, and I could I could take it being mess if there was more action scenes. Now the action scenes we did get, they were okay. There's nothing that you haven't seen before. Um, and Taraji is Taraji. You know, she she's beautiful. She, she, she's she's basically assassin cookie. Yeah, she kicking ass, but it's not like. And then I found myself comparing it to Atomic Blonde, which you can't. Yeah, it's it, a hard comparison not to make. And that's but it not could fair. it could have been <laughs> it could have been an Atomic Blonde. It could have been a lot edgier. It could have been where you like feel for the characters. Like it could have even been where you thought that they can something could happen to them. There was never a point in this story as the story went on. I never thought that the boy was going to die, nor did I think Mary was going to die. So I never felt that sense of peril. And anyway, let's, we ain't got to spend all time talking about Proud Mary. But I think the reason why, of course, the the company uh, production company didn't really back the movie is because they saw the movie, the final cut of the movie. They realized that it wasn't that good and they didn't want to put no more money into it. In the end. Right, and but see, that, I guess this was interesting because it's like, well, all right, so the movie wasn't great, but it ends up almost becoming some conspiracy kind of stuff because normally movies starring black people, as uh, is, is the head roles of the film, aren't supported, and so you know, then it's this whole, you know, what, did they do that on purpose, all that kind of stuff. But that's kind of how you know when a movie is terrible too, like that's one of the telltale signs. When you don't really see that much advertising or marketing behind a movie, and especially a movie that has a face like Taraji P. P. Henson on the cover of it, 
then it's 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 probably doomed to fail. Like I came in there knowing that it was gonna be trash after a while, but I still well okay. See it. So and, and and to just kind of speak to a few you know the key numbers people look at with not with films. So the movie in the box office made nineteen and a half million dollars. Now I don't know if this is just some funny math to make it look right, but the budget I'm seeing on Google. Wait a minute. Oh nope, I was looking at the wrong number. Hold up. I was gonna say what the budget was. Okay, yeah, the budget was fourteen million dollars production budget. So they, they made money back. Okay. Um the Rotten Tomato score, twenty four percent. Metacritic, thirty five percent, IMDB, five out of ten. Eighty eight percent of Google users like this movie. Hey, the review hey that that Rotten Tomato review is low key. I think that's Either on the same level or higher than Batman vs Superman. <laughs> I think Batman vs Superman is lower. I, I'll Damn. just for laughs, but it might be. But but I do no, think but it's, now it's forty four percent. That shit used to be a lot. Oh, excuse me, it's Rotten Tomatoes twenty seven percent. Okay, okay. No, Metacritic forty four. Okay. okay. Yeah, so it it wasn't the best movie. It's it's kind of something that you could just see one night if you just want to red box something, or if it so happened to be on Netflix, maybe. Yeah, just but, so you can okay, say you saw it. Okay, here's the thing, though. So yeah, I mean, you watch Bright, right? Have we talked about Bright together at all? No, I really like Bright, though. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so let me look at Bright stuff because I remember um, the reviews for that were really out of whack. And so I don't trust oh, that was terrible. That stuff on like the, the critic, the critic reviews for Bright is not that good. Um, okay, here we go. Bright, twenty six percent from Rotten Tomato, twenty nine percent from Metacritic, six and a half IMDb, ninety two percent from Google users like the movie. Like fans love the movie. I mean, not even fans, but rec- audiences love the film. The, and the movie's solid. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, that's let's what talk, I'm saying. Let's it's, talk about it. I mean, it's not it's not the best fucking thing you're gonna ever see, but it it took chances. I was feeling it, you know, I was and and maybe maybe it's just maybe this is just me being biased, but I do like Will Smith. I do think Will Smith can be considered to be overrated, but I like to see a mad cop Will Smith. Mad racist cop Will Smith. Mad racist cop Will Smith. Because <laughs> that's pretty much what he was. Mad racist <laughs> cop Will the... Smith. Well, I mean, but he he wasn't that racist. Hey, a bit of racist is right. See, he wasn't that racist. He's I mean, not that look, much look, of look, a bigot. See, you say that, but th- think about the shit that they put him under. So, he goes to work. So, I mean, he in the shower. First off, dude was pissing him off. Like, you know, forget him being an orc. He was just being an asshole early. Showing up to the main house, driving to make police call on, on his lawn. I'd be pissed off, too. But then he'd get to work, and these people, uh, you protecting that orc, man. If I, you know, if I were in your position, I'd make sure he wasn't in our squad, blah, 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 all that. Then he tried to get reassigned. They won't let it happen. Even though he keep getting messed with everybody, it's like, you got a deal, you got a deal. Because he the one that got you shot, so don't nobody else want to work with him. Then... Uh, he, you know, he's still trying to do his own thing. He kind of mad, but then they try to have him bribe the guy, and they say if you don't bribe him, you're gonna lose your job and lose everything. And then after that, they find the wand, and they're like, "You kill him, or we kill you." Uh, he so was like, going through a lot of shit. I'm saying, like, I mean, it wasn't that he was racist. That's a lot of pressure to be under no, anybody. He, he he was racist now, but I, I'm 
I'm not gonna deny that he was well, well, put under. What's, a lot the, what's of the racist context? I'm just trying to say the man was under a lot of pressure and blah blah blah. It's like blah, he, so. he I feel like he legit hated dude from the job. Like before before the whole you know, getting shot incident, I feel like he already had a certain amount of dislike and hatred for him. Okay, for dislike is not hatred. But at the same time, I do think that he was loyal to him and he cared about him enough, especially when he had the choice to just go ahead and take him out with the other cops. But he decided to stand by his side because he knew. And I don't think it was because he cared about him, really, but more so what was morally right, in a sense. So, I guess you're right. right. He wasn't that racist. I mean, look, yeah, he, I mean, look, he, 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 he might be racist like I am discriminatory, but not racist yeah, like he's discriminatory, I yeah. hate this dude. Yeah. yeah, so let's call him discriminatory. Not yeah, really, he, you he, know. yeah, he was and I, a I guess you could, yeah. There are degrees of racism. Yeah. You know? There, there is degrees. He's on the discriminatory side. Yeah, yeah, he more over there. He okay, so like, now I'm got not, the social context. Like, I'm not going to invite him to a barbecue or no shit like that, but I don't hate him or nothing. I think he would. Look, honestly, <laughs> he seemed like he probably wouldn't have gave a damn, except for he keep doing little stupid shit. Like, if that was my coworker, I'd be, be hesitant to invite him to stuff. Ain't because yeah. he a whore. He just, he a goofball. Yeah, he was and a little he, bit of a... But what, he, did you, what, did you, um, what did you think about the plot overall, though? So, before we get to the plot, I like to talk about the action. Okay. Because the plot can take a moment to, to talk about. So, the action, what do you... Okay, so I just want to say real quick, I thought the action scenes were pretty solid. Not the most, there wasn't a lot of new stuff, but I didn't always know exactly where the action was going, you know. Um, I did think that it was kind of stupid at the end that they could fight the elves one-on-one. Uh, but Yeah, because the elves, they were, they were going through people. They were going through like armed gangsters. <laughs> Armed like militias, and it nope, sliced them. Yeah, they, they were like ninjas. Um, yeah, but they were also chosen ones in, in, in a fable, essentially. So, oh, I didn't, like, I didn't hear that part. No, nah, but you know, remember how the yeah, you did the dude at the beginning who's talking to the what they call him, like the the like magic FBI, I forgot what it was called. Oh, okay. Well, I, I probably I, that probably was a part that went over my head, but yeah, I think, okay. um, and then. I really like the world that they created. Like, it was so cool. And it, it was just cool. Like, that's never been done before. And it's a simple concept. It, the closest thing to that is Harry Potter. Like, the concept well, of taking... You wrote a story that was similar to that, where it was like, gods amongst men, but the gods didn't know they were gods. Kind of thing. You talking about something I wrote? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's kind of like, you see that in certain stories, like, um, like, like I said, Harry Potter or even American Gods in a sense where you have... I haven't watched that yet, but I've heard really good things. Neil Gaiman's amazing, so I'm going to look at it at some point. Oh, you'll love it. You'll love it. Um, yeah. You, but, but, but the concept of having these fantasy elements in modern day times and taking it outside of like that more medieval and sword and sorcery, but you moving into a modern age is, is, is great. But I think what really stands out about Bright is that it shows like how how this affects the world like social social economic wise and how people respond as far as race and where so people can I say something real quick about these fake ass woke people 
The who? Fake ass woke people. I'm trying to remember who. There was some rapper that everybody feels like is so. He's like such a. He's like a voice of a generation for hip hop. I'm trying to think who it was. I don't think it. God, this dude's name is like on the tip of my tongue. He's from Chicago. Oh my god, it's driving me crazy. Um, I know you ain't talking about Lupe. He is Lupe. Dude. No, 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 no. He's, he's a younger cat. Oh, he a young cat. Okay. Um, he's been getting like awards for like. Oh, oh, oh. oh. One more label try to stop me. It's oh, like, chance to rap. Yeah. Okay. So this dude tweeted out. That Bright was, I man, I okay. You know what? Let me let me look up Chance the Rapper tweet Bright because I don't I, I don't want to put words in his mouth. Not that dang. I put in that and Google immediately brought it up. Probably I just type in Bright. All right, so here's what he had to say. He said something about the underlying message of Bright. He said, "Wonder how you guys are feeling about the lynched Orkin Bright movie." I found the way they tried to illustrate America's racism through the mythical creatures to be a little shallow. I always feel a little cheated when I see allegorical racism in movies because that racism usually stems from human emotion or tolerance, but not by laws and systems the way it is in real life. The characters in Bright live in a timeline where racism is gone because we hate orcs now. And again, it's, it's written like that. But basically saying racism among humans is gone because orcs are present. I think the idea that they're a step below bottom from the spectrum of, back, of blackness, which is why Will's character, the Mexican cop, and the orc have their dialogue in the street. I tried to look at it that way, but a few minutes into the movie, they make Will's character say, fairy lives don't matter. And here's the thing. That is literally the point, bro. Like, whether you agree how they handle it or not, racism is about who you can place blame on. Yeah. Like, if humans had somebody else to blame it on, it's not that there wouldn't be discrepancies in how people in different social standings and races deal with each other. Poor white people have a certain sort of, like, I'm trying to think of a way to put it. There's not a lot of kind ways to put it, but essentially, poor white people, when it comes to dealing with upper class white people, have a sort of, um, I mean, it's 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 this way with among classes in general. But as you can see with Donald Trump, anything oh, oftentimes a person in the upper class says who's white, they gonna let that rock most of the time, even if it don't make no sense. I'm bring back coal jobs, even though it's a finite resource and you can live on this stuff forever. And they're like, oh yeah, we can live on it forever. You're right. Even, I mean, I don't make any sense, but you know, whatever. That's that's what they say. That's what they let rock, even though he lies about all kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Barack Obama <clears throat> said some stuff. It makes total sense trying to blah blah blah. And people like this dude is a terror cell from ISIS. <laughs> so the the thing about how that racism functions in that movie is the point is literally it's just about blaming somebody. It, it it's not going to be black people at that point because they're blamed for a a war that happened a thousand years back. Yeah, and if you can create that history and tell people that's what happened, even if orcs are trying to do what they can to literalize blah blah, blah like oh, you can never trust an orc, blah 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 blah. Yeah, because but that's because it's a shared history among humans and orcs. See what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's and it's also kind of um, another thing. That I don't know if people notice this, and let me see if I can put this into words. But 
it also still seems like racism amongst humans exists in Bright too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because if that like, wasn't the case, why would you? First off, Will Smith is a black character. He stayed in an all black neighborhood with his white wife. With his white wife, and then. And, it, and, it's, and the thing is, it ain't like there's a bunch of poor white people there too. It's no, black it's just nothing but black dudes that look like they Crips and shit. It look yeah. like he live in Compton. And then you got Mexican guys that's in gangs and living in like a hood type area too. So for that to exist, there has to be a, uh, what do you call it? Like a, a systematic social racism. stratification. Exactly. If, if, if you want to call it systematic racism, call it social stratification, call it whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. But it's functioning the same way in that film too. And then you can say, well, it's just a bunch of racist people writing a movie and that's the way it is. Like, look, you got to make me mind how you want these things to rock. Yeah. You know, like, because the thing is, I feel like even if the depiction of it isn't perfect, that's not a reason to be like, it's not perfect, therefore I should criticize every element of it. Yeah, and then on top of that, to to make a to make that type of film and to make it realistic, and you saying like, okay, these people are going to exist in this modern day world, and we know how the modern day world is, showing how people respond to people of different races it's very important to that story um, to tell they did rush through it a lot yeah they I did thought... um, I, I think I think they're gonna uh, make a, a second one I really personally already, already in the works I really personally think they should do a show like a Netflix show um, I'm not necessarily I don't even think Will has to be tied to it it could be a whole different concept but I think that the world that they created it's very interesting, and it's a lot of different things that they can do with it. So, I'm very satisfied with the idea of it being a movie. I think they'll have a, another way to kind of do some world business. So, actually, you know, speaking on that, let's talk about plot for a second. Some of the plot makes no sense. Um, there are elements of it that, like, so for example, the very end, wasn't really clear what the hell was happening with that girl they were running around with. Who was a fairy and how she was connected to? I said a fairy. I, I don't know if I mean fairy. She elves. was an elf. Like, yeah, so they're different elves, and then they have like this little cult thing, and they were trying to bring back some dude, and the girl's like, "I'm not gonna do it." And then, but oh, it's a lot of stuff happening. But like, also, she was still alive, which didn't make any sense at the end. The and elves was so badass and creepy looking. By the way, what was the elves? They had like this creepy look people. to them. God, they were cool. Yeah, I never, I never seen elves look like that on TV. Like when I, they look like the dark elves that you see on like the cover of like R. A. Salvatore, whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Like those fantasy novels, like dark elves. Oh and yeah, stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> usually, like in, t- in in movies, when they depict elves, they're all like tall, white, with blue eyes and long blonde hair or white hair or something. You know, but these elves. They they did not they in no way form or fashion looked human at all, and I thought that that was cool, like that they that they have these different type of features and things like that, and and these um this exaggerated look. It was more than just having long ears and hair. <laughs> I mean, it's you know so, they put a lot of care into it, which I I really appreciate, and and actually. Uh, I mean, the plot is, I've heard people complain about it. I mean, there are things you could definitely do better. And again, they do rush through a lot of things. 
but it's a freaking action movie. Exactly. It's kind of like what happens in action movies. <laughs> and it did, and it had action, unlike Prime God, it had so much action. Yeah, it had enough action for me. Yeah, I mean, it was real cool. Um, if they could be a little more precise on, you know, okay, so the guy who did, um, who directed this film, he also did End of Watch, and he did, uh, another film. Suicide Squad. Did he do yeah, Suicide yeah. Squad? And he, he did, did now, the movie he did that was real good was, I think he did Fury, and that was pretty tight. Suicide Squad, I hated it. Which one is Fury? The one with the tanks. The one with Brad Pitt. They were in World War Two. Oh, 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 he did that? Yeah. Oh. I think oh. he did. I need to look that up. Look, I, I said it was so, such conviction. <laughs> so much confidence. Look, so, like, so much confidence. I, I got sucked so, so down. I was like, oh, really? And maybe he did. I, I, I can't contradict you right now. No. Yeah, I had you with that one. Um, but yeah, I, I I really do think that you can see some of the elements of the old films. Like in the watch, you can tell Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, I can't think of the name of the other actor who's the the primary protagonist, primary protagonist, so the protagonist of that film. So you know, he had um, his partner. Uh, have you seen that movie? I, I don't want to spoil stuff. If you yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of in the watch. I haven't yeah, seen so, the whole film. So uh, we're not gonna spoil several movies here, but uh, you know how in that. Um, in that movie, there's a lot of moments where you can see that they're kind of winging it. Like, yeah. so basically, they would just turn the camera on, drive around, and then Jake Gyllenhaal and the other actor would sit there and kind of go back and forth in the car, just with all kind of banter. You can see them doing that in this movie, too. Yeah. And in a couple of spots. And I thought it was decently executed. Um, and I thought, you know, I really was shocked, honestly. And I thought it was actually emotionally resonant. I think some people felt like it was cliche, but I really did enjoy the way you got to slowly see layers of Will's character in that film because, you know, he's working to try to get his pension. He's trying not to be a racist. And here's this dude who's his partner who partially caused all this situation. And not that he caused it. His being around caused the situation because people were so freaking out about him being around. Yeah. But the thing is, his partner's like, you know, you're a good person, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm not a good person, man. And you can see there's more story there. And you're like, oh, he must have really done something dirty to be, you know, right yeah, with so much killed about it. it. Yeah, like, I just thought that was, it was really interesting. And so I'm really excited to kind of learn a little bit more about these characters. And the thing, I thought it was the, the crux of the whole film. And them saying, well, we know the orc lied about, the orc cop lied about that situation. And him lying because he realized he had the wrong kid and he had accidentally profiled. And so he tried to help him get away. Like, I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. And he knew that regardless if the boy was innocent or not, the fact that he was an orc, he would have been considered to be guilty. Right. Because he, he shot. Well, the fact they were looking for somebody who shot a cop. He finds another orc, and whether he did it or not, he's going down. Exactly. While the, while the person who's actually guilty gets to walk the street. Mm, and sounds, I know well, it's super cliche for that dude to happen to be the freaking. <laughs> sounds son. like being black in America. <laughs> yeah. It was cliche for, for him to be the son of the mob boss who finna kill him. Yeah. But 
you know. <laughs> and, and they still didn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, they still killed him. <laughs> Look, that that would mess me up. I was like, oh, so so he gonna be like, oh, okay, it's cool, dude. You know, you saved my son. He like, nah, you you still gonna get this, like. Yeah, like th- this ain't training day, bro. You still finna get this, <laughs> man. Hey, that was that, <laughs> that was kind of low key funny and messed up at the same time. It was. So, I, said, I mean, too. at that point, you knew he was finna be resurrected and all that, but it was it was funny watching it. Uh, but over, I mean, I thought they did a decent job. I thought some I, some of the stuff didn't make sense that happened later. Uh, but I was like, you know what? Uh, that that's okay. Everything had to make sense. Hell, it has less plot holes than the last Jedi, so I ain't gonna be tripping that damn much. Yeah, it it did what it was supposed to do. Exactly, and I mean, it really did surprise me. I I, I was genuinely, um, genuinely happy with. Uh, the film overall, and so I'm really looking forward to the sequel. I'm uh, really happy to see Will Smith trying out Netflix and, and having a success uh, with it. I mean, as far as I know, I mean, if you're going to give it a sequel, it must have done pretty well as far as viewing numbers. Um, speaking of Netflix, um, before we close out, because we we getting close to where we need to wrap it up, would you like to talk about Monique and the whole thing that she was trying to demand people boycott, black people boycott Netflix on her behalf? Man, that girl Monique. Yeah, so um, I can't remember the what was offered to her. She but, said she but only a lot was of people, half a million. Yeah, she was offered like five hundred thousand to do a Netflix special, and she was upset because that's how much I guess Netflix was offering her, and. She felt like that was disrespectful that they were being both racist and sexist because she was saying that Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock are getting paid more for doing specials and so is Amy Schumer. Well, Dave Chappelle and Amy Schumer, so she. Oh, Dave Chris Chappelle Rock, and Amy Schumer. Know, hasn't done a Netflix. Okay, I, I, I'm mistaken. So it was Dave Chappelle and Amy Schumer that she was griping about. But man, and she's she telling people to boy, boycott Netflix. Like, She's speaking to black people in particular. Black people boycott Netflix. Girl, bye. It's going to take way you know. more than that for black people to boycott some goddamn Netflix. Well, number one, to, to that point, it's going to take more than that. You're right. However, I think the other thing, my first thought when I heard that was you need to fire your agent. Yeah. That's number one. Yo, yo, why your agent going in with a number that low? First I mean, cause if, yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to counter off with some shit, it, it probably, like, let's say you go in and you say five million, they ain't going to counter off with 10% of what you asked for. Mm-hmm. That's, as you know. I mean, again, they could have maybe just put a number on the table instead of her putting a number on the table. But your agent has to make the case for why you should get offered more money. Yeah. The other thing, she's the most decorated comedian of all time, and I was trying to figure out what the fuck that means because... I mean, she's more decorated than Richard Pryor, but who gives a shit about that? Like, I don't even know what decorated means for comedians. Comedians don't be getting awards like that. Not to my knowledge. You get stuff for, like, sitcoms and stuff like that, but if you do an amazing stand-up special, you ain't finna get an award from nobody. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't mean anything. The other part, and as black men, um, I speak to this, and we're not black women, so maybe we're not the target audience. We are black people, and she asked us to boycott too, but let me ask you. Can you name a joke from Monique on any of her stand-up stuff? 
No, I can't think of nothing. I can't even think of a, a, any stand-ups from Monique besides Queen and, and of I Comedy. And I, I don't she, say that to be disrespectful. I don't think she's really uh, targeting us. I think she would have been targeting us when she was our age, uh, when she was doing stand-up specials. But, like, we're, you know... Yeah, I mean, she missed the boat on us. And the thing is, in general, Netflix is going to look at it and say, well, we don't care about legacy. We want to know how many streaming numbers you could likely bring us right now. Now, if you want to tie or or tell your agent, look, what I'd like to do is say, given this range of numbers, I want this salary, blah, blah, blah. Like, give it some kind of scale. There are ways you could do it. And as an agent, you got to get creative and say, well, my client wants to work with you. However, we need to find terms or or some... um, terms that we both can agree to and feel satisfied with but this figure is not going to work for us i'm sorry but at the, and, i don't know at the end of the day i think it's so pretentious to try to you gonna try to get people to boycott something because someone didn't pay you the money that you think you deserve but you gotta remember monique has done this with lee daniels who put her on uh put her on uh, she's done this with other, so she she tries to call out all kind of people. Monique does. Um, I didn't know that. Yes, I mean this is this is emblematic of just how she does business, and it's one of the reasons because she keeps talking about being blackballed and stuff like that. But you talk too damn much. You be trying to put people on blast when y'all supposed to be having conversations that don't go beyond that room. It ain't even about like sexist, racist stuff. It's just like. We feel like we could give you this, blah, blah, blah. And then she always feels offended by it. And then it goes into something else. So. Because um, they don't got to give you shit, first off. That's number one. Because cause yeah. first off, who, I don't know anybody that's looking for her. Especially not in our age range. Who 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 looking to listen to Monique, our mama? Our moms? Yeah. That's I it, guess. the end. I guess, maybe. But, but I'm saying Perhaps. Netflix, Netflix demographic ain't just 40 and up 40 and up black women so how the hell they gonna make that money you know what i'm saying i'm saying like like you don't you don't see i'm just saying they got that that mainstream appeal yeah check this out you you're not seeing daytime tv on netflix you know why because that's not the demographic of the people who really own netflix like that you know what i mean like you're not gonna see judge judy or maury on netflix that's the shit. That's what I ain't my gonna grandma, lie. I ain't gonna, if I was bored, I'd be watching the hell out some more. Yeah, you'll probably be watching more. Or Family Feud. You know, I don't see old episodes of Family Feud. But the point, the point I'm making is that that's great. Uh-huh. Even though it's a lot of people that subscribe to Netflix, I think that the Netflix demographic might not fit right for Monique. I think that they will get viewership, but I think that. Five hundred thousand might be fair for her. A million no, no, might no. be fair. I'm not, I'm not gonna say that. I think that number is too low. If, if I give. I say a million. A million is fair. Dude, look, I can tell you for a fact. There are other comedians who ain't doing next shit. We got more than a million. Because you know how, like Netflix, it does have a lot of. They just give out money to comedians for Santa specials. You'll see people you ain't never seen on there. Now, honestly, I watch a lot of those specials. Some of them I find out about people, and I'm like, oh, I got to follow this person on Twitter and this and that. I want to know what they do next, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's good for me. 
Um, and I know those people. Now, so some of them probably get like that half million. I think it's fair for Monique to say, I deserve more. But you gotta, you're, you have to make the case, and your agent needs to make the case for why you deserve more. I'm not going to throw out a number. I just know half a million is 140th of 20 million. And that's probably too low. She's not going to get 140th of the audience of those. Or maybe she would. But you got to say, here's what I'm going to do in my special, in my material here, that's going to be more broad, where it's not only going to reach to those audiences I had before, I can reach out to others as well. You got to change your, your material a little bit. And comedians talk about change with the times all the time and find a way to adapt to the current generation. And that's what she needs to do is find a way to pitch herself in such a way where they feel like that's an enticing, uh, I, that's an enticing meal it's on, the, fu- on the plate. It's funny that you say that because from what I heard, they offered to let her come in and audition. But see, she don't want to do that. She that's what I'm saying. Want- so how can she show that she can do more if she don't even want to go in front of them and do it because she thinks she's too too good for that? I mean, look. So man, maybe it come down to the I, fact. I, I, I'll audition for for another three, four million on my check. Exactly. It probably came down to the fact that she could have got some more money, but she decided, no, nah, you just need to give me this money. I'm not finna audition for shit because I'm on yeah. When she was going over, I saw the video, and there was this part where she started going over the stuff they said in the emails, and I was like, yeah, that's corporate talk. They just telling you, you need to show us why you deserve more money. Like, it ain't. There wasn't no, no racist, sexist stuff. It's like, why do you deserve more? Like, make the case. Don't yeah. just tell me you deserve it. That's like you applying for a job, and then then you just you just throw your CV down. You like, dance. They look at it. Oh, that's a lot of experience on here. But why do you think you deserve the job? What you gonna say? Because I got the experience. Because I'm me. Like, nah, you need look to look at all these awards on this sheet of paper. Yeah, like, nah, <laughs> I need you. I need to hear from your mouth. Like, why you deserve this job? Like, like, they're give you the money. You just need to state the case. Like, just don't be too lazy to state the case. If yeah. anybody listening is, is – you got this far into the podcast. State your case. Don't, don't just simply throw numbers out there. That That's bonkers. Like, they'll pro- if they've gone to the point of starting negotiations, they're going to – you know, you're going to throw a number out there, they're going to throw a number out there. If it's that out of whack, feel free to walk away. But – if they lowball you and you're not willing to make the case why that number is too low, that's on you. Mm, that's their money. They do whatever like, they want you, you to. Doing, you can gotten through all these interviews with the job. You start negotiating and say, I want this number. They give you a number. You feel like too low. And you start talking about that stuff on Twitter, talking about boycott, whoever. I tried to get the job with them and look at this number they gave me. I deserve more than this. Y'all know I'm smart. Well, yeah, sure. But like, make the case. You don't don't make the case to me on publicly like that ain't helping your case. It make you look like an idiot. And first off, your ass too rich for a nigga to be boycotting on uh, Netflix for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you like, ain't you ain't hurt. Like rich like, people rich people know they like to ask you to do something. I bet if you walk up to her and ask for for a thousand dollars, she'd be like, you don't get out of my face. But you want me to boycott Netflix? <laughs> like her giving you a thousand dollars is like me giving somebody ten. But the same, but famous, I can't stand. They always trying to get you to do something. They always want you to boycott. They always want you to donate. You rich. Like, shit. Folks out here living paycheck to paycheck. Netflix, they only release. Some people, some people, listen, some people only have Netflix. 
She probably got cable, Netflix, <laughs> Hulu. Like, she got all the entertainment in the world. And you want some people to give up the only entertainment they have because you didn't get... Girl, get the out of here, man. You, I can't stand no entitled rich mom. Oh, that guy's the funniest shit. But anyway... Well, well, With I think that, we, we should went, close. That's, yeah, we that's, should a, close that's a great that. closing point. I, I can't improve upon it. Um, we we did not obviously um, go to our standard format using multiverse stuff. All that stuff actually happened. It's just funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, next time we record, we'll go back to our regular schedule programming where we uh, check out one of the multiverses, see what's going on there, and, and provide commentary. But uh, for now, uh, we'll be signing off. As we've talked about before, please. Uh, leave reviews, share the pod, tell your friends, you know, tell your family, you know, let them know what's up. Um, and as always, I will open the feedback at multiversepod at gmail.com. Uh, Keith, would you like to close by <laughs> say anything else? I ain't got nothing else to say, man. I just got pissed off thinking about her rich ass. <laughs> Probably gonna call this rich motherfuckers. I'm over here overdrafting. You trying to talk about man, these rich I swear I can't stand no entitled I feel like Rick James on there. Man. What do you say? On their couch. Ain't it? Like yeah, why'd you do it? Shit, they can buy another one. <laughs> <laughs> rich motherfucker. Oh, anyway, man. we out. I kinda wish we had started there. Alright, we'll catch y'all next time though. Been fun. Okay, peace.